What is up, everybody? It's Saturday morning. You know what that means? Occasionally, it's another edition of Curveballs and Sure Shots. It is your boy, Brandon Tanguma. Back at it again. Sitting electronically more than six feet away. He is my level and steam co-host, Dominic Cops and Dominic. We're doing this Saturday morning because you were tired. And now I'm the one tired. So you're going to have to carry this podcast today, Dominic. Are you up for the task? Well, Brandon, I am up for the task because I am revitalized after a terrible, terrible week last week. Being by myself at work and, you know, I had a kind of a chill week this week. You know, got 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 uh, some 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 drama is brewing, but uh, you know that that's that's neither here or there. But uh, you know, I got great news. I think I, if you remember correctly, last week I told you I keep dropping the soap in the shower, right? I don't know if you remember. Oh, we remember. Okay. Officially, as of yesterday, I did not drop the soap. But but there's always a but. Good job, everybody. Clap it up for Dominic. But yeah, I did almost soap fall down in the shower okay i revoke my clap yeah so you know it's going to you know i don't remember what i was doing but i remember like i just like i stumbled and i was just like whoa do you that's have about it do you have like mats or like any I have a group? mat yes okay i have so, like a okay it, was, it wasn't like i slipped it was like i don't know what happened i just remember like i started going forward i was like what the fuck so you know, but you know, I didn't drop the soap, but almost fell, which I think is prob- probably better than dropping the soap because you know, if you fall down, it's kind of hard to 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 get something inserted in one of my orifices. So, oh, you fall, you eat shit, and who knows what happens? You hit your head on you know the. The faucet, the wall, the edge. Oh, of the speaking of getting hit tub. in the head, I got hit in the head with these like fu- fucking huge ass giant rolls at work yesterday, too. Well, got another concussion, I see. Yeah. And then on, was it? That was yesterday. I think Thursday or Wednesday, I hit my head in front of my manager. He didn't give a shit. Fucking asshole. Is this where the drama stems, Dominic? I'm not asking you to divulge any personal information. No, I, I you know. I feel like he's he's upset with me because I told him what. So on Tuesday last week, when it was my first day by myself and I told him he, he, he was he was barking orders like I need inventory counts on this. I need inventory. Counts. I'm like, bro, give me a fucking second. Like I'm trying to like divide my time equally with this guy helping this guy trying to do this guy, uh, other trying to do my orders. Well, it's not even my order. It was one of the guys that was out. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, just like, give me like 30 minutes to get this shit going and then I'll, I'll get your accounts. And he's like, oh, you sound overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm not fucking trying to divide my time, like chill. And then he's like, just get me my accounts, please. And then because I originally gave him like a quick count, because like there, there was like a total of like 30 boxes or something like that. And. uh, Oh, oh, God, fuck you guys on Jim's ones, I swear to God, um. Oh, Dominic, just calm down. Sorry, sorry. I am. You know, I'm surprised. You know, when we actually asked this person in the group chat, you know, a question, he doesn't respond. But then, just unprovoked, he, yeah. Then he says something in the group chat. So you know, also that the same person says, you know, he just a month ago, 
goes on this whole spiel that he's retiring and podcasting is for him, keeps the door open that maybe he comes back. But he goes back to somebody. But else. then, of course, you know, he goes back, crawling back to his original podcast. But it's fine. It's fine. We're not mad. It's fine. Man. Just just uh, funny. How? How <laughs> things? Him to the, to the how, how things? Uh, how things happen? But you know, anyways, you know, Dominic, if he here. if he joins, I will give you twenty dollars. Okay, give me twenty dollars. No, just you. You don't know who is you. So I'm you. Maybe, but anyways, back to the story. Um, and basically, so I gave him like a quick count, and I was just like, oh, like I see like five boxes like easily, and he's like, no, I need an accurate count. So I'm like, oh, fuck, fine. So I dig through this, like, we have pallets and pallets of these fucking big-ass boxes and shit. And uh, I, f- I count, like, 22 or whatever. And, he- and then he sends me, he says, thank you. But then he sends me the, the the hand on the face, like the, oh, my God, this guy's an idiot thing. And I send him a message, kind of point blank, saying, like, bro, I'm the only motherfucker here. You need to fucking chillax. Like, I'm not going to fucking tolerate, like, your bullshit this week. And I feel like since then, he's been a little bit booty tickled that I put my foot down. So. Good job, Dominic. Way to put your foot down. Way to stand up for you. Because the only person that's going to look after you is Mary. You. Oh. Who's Mary? I, uh, that is, that's my side bitch. I'm sorry. Oh, who's your maid? Studio audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good thing studio audience doesn't actually listen to this podcast when she's not studio audience. Or else, yeah. you know, we might have an issue on our hands. How's how's your uh, your uh, side piece? Uh, you know, it's it's going okay. Nothing too much. Nothing you want divulge? No, no yeah, no. Don't wanna don't wanna no dox myself on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah because yeah. you know someone actually listens, and you don't want to say certain things now. Well, I mean, what am what am I gonna say? There's nothing to say. I mean, you know, I don't. I honestly don't know, but. I was just trying to get you to say something stupid, so then you know, she'll 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 see me at work on Monday and be like, "Bruh, you know, geez, it's such a fucking idiot! Oh my god, he's so funny!" <laughs> I'm like, "Nah, he's not funny at all." First off, I'm pretty sure she doesn't call me cheese. Uh, yeah, I guess it's more bread. I think she said cheese once, and then she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm," gonna... because it's fucking stupid. Who the fuck would call themselves cheese? What a fucking idiot! I mean. <laughs> you are an idiot, so but you're the idiot who calls me cheese. I call you okay. I've gotten better at calling you Brandon. And then when that motherfucker came who? back or came to work with me and he kept saying cheese and cheese and cheese, and I'm like Oh, you guys just can't keep you can't keep my name out your mouth. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. Even we though all about, we, we talk about you a little bit. Oh, that's so cute. Even though, you know, I do text him on the side still, all we do is just talk about baseball wordle. Yeah. See that, that, I was, that I that's, get... that's all your friendship consists of now. You don't have anything else to talk about. I don't know what else until what? until like I well, you know, we did you know we did talk a little off. bit of, did talk a little bit about the yak because there was okay. a, a big show this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, every time around seven o'clock in the morning, he'll send me his I forget exactly what it's called. What we'll, we could just call it wardle. It's not what they call it anymore, but it's something else. It's like MLB pickle. Stupid. <laughs> MLB pickle. <laughs> He'll uh, he'll send me at seven o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, three hours later, like 10 o'clock for whatever reason. No, no reason at all. In particular, I'll, you know, I'll send my MLB pickle. I'll send him my pickle. 
Sounds Dominic, like a very Dominic. Uh, when are you going to send me your pickle? Exactly. I was going to say it sounds very uh, uh, suspect that you guys are sending pickle messages to each other. Well, sometimes the pickles are smaller and you know full of green. Sometimes they're longer and empty. What are you trying to get at? That Tyler has a long pickle that's empty, and yours is a smaller but more fulfilling pickle. A smarter pickle, just because it's a shorter pickle, means it's a. It's also it means it's better pickle. The yeah. longer it is, the worse it is. I I honestly I don't know what you're doing. Statement. I agree with that statement. So exactly. Well, but uh, but you know everything else is you know I was tired, you know, and uh, got to sleep a little bit, and. Uh, Good for you, Dominic. You know, you're you're here. I'm here. Somebody else isn't here. Somebody else isn't here. And uh, you know, just gonna gonna ride the wave of happiness for another half a half a minute, and then I'm gonna be depressed again. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm okay. Once again, every con- contemplate my mortality again. You know, reflecting on my life. No particular reason. You know, just reasons anyways let's move on into the mlb standings once again in the al east we have the new york yankees standing atop 12 games ahead of the tampa bay race but uh, this division is the best division in baseball as every single team is at or above 500 the baltimore orioles were above 500 for one game because they won 10 games in a row but they did lose yesterday to the Rays, but uh, besides the Rays and the Orioles, everybody else in the division is kind of going in the wrong direction. Um, the Yankees have slipped recently. They are playing the Red Sox right now in the Bronx. Red Sox took game one of that one yesterday, uh, but the Yankees, Red Sox, and Toronto are all uh well under 500 in their last 10 games and Toronto has fired their manager. I believe Charlie Montoy, not to be confused with Aldo Montoy, the one of the greatest Portuguese wrestlers of all time, but yes, the Toronto blue Jays, despite holding a wild card spot, they have slipped down from holding. I think the first one to now the third one have fired their manager. Dominic, any thoughts on that? Is this going to fire up the boys? We saw this with, uh, Madden in LA and that hasn't really done anything for them I mean you know being fired I feel like doesn't really fire up a lot of people like I'll be honest with you I've never been fired up on this podcast I've never been fired up at work I mean I think you get fired up sometimes you know if we start talking about Jameis Winston I get start, worked you know, up there's a difference I get okay. worked up okay you don't take it to that next level worked up is like fourth gear fired up is that fifth gear I mean, I feel like worked up is more like I'm fucking pissed. Fired up is like I want to fucking just let, let's fucking hammer it. Let's fucking do it. Let's go for it. You know, so like there's, you know, I wouldn't even call it like, you know, it's it's a the next gear. It's the gear below we're fired up. But Toronto is a team that I, f- I feel like this firing isn't really going to do much. And I could be wrong. There could be a lot of things we don't know about. This manager could be a fucking total douche and just talk shit to fucking Chapman and Vladdy Cakes and fucking there's that, that fucking what's his name? Buschetti or whatever fuck his name is. I don't know. Or Bichette. 
Bichette, whatever, could just be a total fucking douche to them. And that would help. But we don't know. And I, and you know me, I'm not big on firing managers because of their poor performance. I feel like they should get a performance review, sign a contract, and, you know, be held up to that contract. But, you know, sometimes you just got to let them go. Go do another podcast. Someone else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of the Blue Jays too much to know exactly what this means off the field in terms of how he was liked in the clubhouse. But uh, on the field, it seems as though he wasn't doing the best of jobs. And uh, the Blue Jays, kind of similar to the White Sox, which we'll talk about their manager in a little bit, uh, have not been able to perform up to snuff. And yeah, you know, they were holding the they were in second place, holding the wild card spot for a, a long time. But they still weren't exactly doing what I think a lot of people expected them to do. And the blue Jays have underperformed these last couple of years. And I, I, it is strange that you fire him uh, in July when you're in a firm grasp of a playoff spot. But uh, I mean, what do I know? It should work. I mean, they're playing the Royals right now. They did win yesterday, so they're, they're doing better. But as I said, the other four teams in the division, uh, well, I guess all the teams in the division are fantastic playoff caliber teams, including the Baltimore Orioles. Dominic, are we get, I, I forget exactly what you said last week, mm-hmm. but are the Orioles legit? They're only two and a half games back of a wild card spot, two and a half back of the of the Blue Jays. Should, should we, you know, don't sleep on the, the Orioles or are we do we take a nap on them? I, I'm good. See, I, they got I, they got good pitching. They're a young team. You know, they got all those prospects because they've been the dog shit for forever. Not saying they're, you know, the team to beat or anything like that, but they're playing well right now. It's a, There's still two months left in the season, three months left in the season. So there's still a lot of baseball left, but. I, okay. So, so here's the thing. I've, yes, you are hundred percent correct with everything you just said about the Orioles, but I feel like they're still young they're going to make mistakes. They're going to, they're, they, they don't have the, the track record of being a team that when you go into the dog days that you can really count on. So I'm going to, I, I'm going to say it's going to be a tight race. I'll give them that. They may even get the wild card spot, but I think at the end of the year, end of the season, they're not going to be in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, trying to look at some of their other records. It doesn't have against division, but under 500 teams are 27 and 34. And so if you add that Not with terrible. the, di- with the division, you know, 27 and 34 against team. Sorry. I think I said under 500 over 500, you know, they're, and, and I think that's what's going to set them apart. So there's going to be a lot of divisional matchups, which is going to really set apart where everybody stands at the end of the day. And so the Orioles, I think they've they've actually done fairly well against. No, they've done fairly well against the Red Sox. But I think everybody else they've kind of struggled against. So, uh, you know, going up against Tampa Bay this week, they already dropped game one. So they got to uh, bounce back. They are in Tampa Bay. So it is what it is in, in front of their 5000 fans. Ooh. But um, yeah, I, I think the Orioles are here to stay. Not saying, I mean, it also depends on what the, the Blue Jays do because they're kind of falling off a cliff right now. Red Sox are also 
I mean, they're three and seven in their last 10, despite winning yesterday against the Yankees. So they're not doing so hot. It's going to be hilarious when the Blue Jays are in second place. I mean, the Orioles are in second place at the end of the season. And I'm going to be like, wow, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I mean, I said two and a half. Well, yeah, they're two and a half back of the wild card spot, but there are four games back, right? Five, no, five games back of that second or the first wild card spot of Tampa Bay. So it's not like they're completely out of it because Tampa Bay is only 50 and 40 while Baltimore's 45 and 45 moving over to the AL central, the uh, Minnesota twins still holding that one relatively strong two and a half up on the Cleveland guardians. Uh, I guess my Chicago white Sox, they're uh, still, still there 45 and 45. They have won their last four. They're playing well, despite Tony Larusa still getting, some flack for some stupid moves. I think he walked somebody with an 0-1 count. And uh, Tony is not very well liked in uh, Chicago right now, but they are on the up and up. Uh, Tony is like best friends or whatever with the owner or GM or whoever. So I think he's his job is pretty secure, at least for this season. But um, it was quizzical that they hired him to begin with and I know they've been dealing with injuries and that's what I keep saying, you know, wait for everyone to come back and they'll make a run in the second half. But it seems like their Chicago is kind of doing okay. Despite Tony LaRusso at this point. I mean, I, I was a fan of it just because, you know, he's an OG. He has, he has the alkalides to prove. You know. He's an acolyte. Yeah. He didn't know that. Damn. You really didn't know that. Look it up. He was there for like a cup of coffee. Okay. I thought it was like draws or whoever, but I guess that was Tony Larusa. Yeah, that's how old he is. Hmm. Um, but uh, sorry, accolades. Mr. X could be like the only one who gets that joke. That's okay. That's what we're here for. We're here to make jokes no one understands. Yeah, but um, I was okay with it. I was okay with the hiring. I feel like. I, I, I'm going to go back on that so fucking quick. Now, he is fucking terrible. Th- th- this would be probably the only head coach, manager, whatever. F- I don't give a shit. He's a bitch. Fuck him. Get him out of there. And, you know, you know, you know who would make a good coach that's retired? I don't who, know. Dominic? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh. Bruce Bochy. I mean, hey, hey, you know. How many uh, World Series does uh, Bob Melvin have? Huh? Huh? Well, he has one, but not a, but not as a not as a manager. Yeah, and he won't even get one with the Padres either. Damn, hot take, hot take. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the same with the Twins, Cleveland, and Chicago. Uh, those three teams separated by three games. Cleveland and Chicago, two and two and a half out of the wild card race, respectively. So uh, they're both in the, I mean, they are the Baltimore Orioles. So if the Orioles were in any other division, I mean, they would be in second place. Well, they'd be in second place, the central. They wouldn't be second place in the AOS because the hottest team in baseball was both the Orioles and the Mariners. But now that crown solely holds in Seattle as Seattle has won their last 12 games. They are absolutely on fire. They won yesterday in Texas. And so now they are 49 and 42. They uh, hold 
a wild card spot. So I, I know I said like, you know, both teams in the AL, in the AL East, but Boston and Toronto are kind of tied. So um, I don't know how that would shake out with standings and stuff, but who gives a shit? Seattle, as of this moment, would be in the playoffs. Dominic thoughts on Seattle and their incredible turn on like, yes, they were winning last week, but really this week is where it kind of came to fruition that they're on fire. I mean, I, I think myself, somebody who we will not name anymore ever again. And even you were very disappointed in Seattle because we think we all thought that we were a team that, you know, should have a better record than they had maybe three, four or five weeks ago. And it kind of shows that, you know, this this win streak shows that they have talent. They have pitching. They have batting. They have they have everything. They just, you know, whatever, whatever switch inside their heads has been off this whole time. It's finally on. And that's good. The Mariners are, I think, one of the better team, one of the better younger teams, if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. I mean, you got the J-Rod show doing doing his thing out there in center field. And I really like Seattle this year. I don't think I had them winning the division, but I definitely had them as a wild card team. And so it is good to see that they finally have kind of put their put everything together, gone on this long run. And I mean, they've played the A's. They've played like Texas. They played a struggling Blue Jays team. But, you know, they're they're doing their thing. And, you know, Robbie Ray who has struggled earlier in the season is kind of coming back to form. Not exactly Cy Young, Robbie Ray, but um, you know, everybody, as you said, they have a lot of talent. And at first it wasn't exactly co, you know, Corey co coercing. That's now they, they're being a cohesive unit now because they had a lot of new pieces. And now I think they've kind of found their stride. Obviously they found their stride winning their last 12 and seven games up on seven games above 500. Uh, I, I think they're here to stay. I, you know, it does suck that both the Mariners and the Orioles are kind of both doing their thing at the same time. So they weren't able to get their shine equally, but I do have more faith in the Mariners more than I do in the Orioles, just because we, I mean, we did see them do this almost the exact same thing last season where they were just on the doorstep of making the playoffs. They fell short on the last day. So it's not like this is a team coming out of nowhere, like the Orioles, this is, as we said, a team we kind of expected to take that next step this season. And it looks like they're finally doing that. Uh, Texas, 41 and 47. They are not doing so well. But shout out Corey Seager. Corey Seager uh, hit five home runs in a row, six in his last eight or something like that. So Corey Seager getting paid all that fucking money, and he's actually paying off. Uh, L.A., 39 and 52. When Shohei is not pitching, they are dog shit. They lose, but when Shohei is pitching, they're six and zero. Oh, I think in whatever the last couple, his last couple starts. Shout out Shohei. I mean, he is just doing things that we have never seen before. He is pitching like Nolan Ryan and hitting like I don't even know, like like fucking Shohei Otani. I I don't know if this is true, but I think it is because you know I saw it in the internet. I saw it on the internet, so it must be true that. Since 1974, 1970-something, Shohei has the lowest uh, slugging percentage against with runners on base as a pitcher. And then hitting, he has the highest slugging percentage hitting 
since 1970-something. So just shows how great Shohei is doing it both on the mound and in the box. I know we kind of, you know, anointed Aaron Judge as the MVP right now. But I think because of this run, I mean, you have to give it to Shohei at this point, right, Dominic? It's the MVP. Oh, I finally get the talk now. Cool. Um, yeah, I think Shohei is most likely, as long as he doesn't fall off the cliff for the rest of the season, maybe just stays consistent. He can dip a little bit, but not much. But yeah, I'll give him I'll give him the MVP. I'll I'll agree with you for once. Oh, thank you. Is it pretty much his to lose because of what he's doing? Pretty much. Or does Aaron Judge, who is in New York, and there's going to be a lot of East Coast bias, if he does hit six over 62 home runs, you know, breaks the non-steroid home run record, is that is that enough? Because Vlad, Vladdy Cakes had a fantastic season last year, wasn't even close. Shohei was unanimous. Does it, like, what? what is it going to take for someone to dethrone Shohei just because he does both so well like i know you could say like oh lebron should have won the mvp every year because he was the best but i mean i think it's just a different category because Shohei is doing more than anybody else we've seen ever it's different because when you it's you can't compare if you're going to compare judge and and, and Shohei, you you gotta look at which position they're playing and they're batting. If Shohei's pitching, you kind of can't put Judge in the category because of the fact that he's an outfielder. Granted, you know, if he's making spectacular catches, he's fucking just showing off his fucking cannon. And, you know, he has like, you know, just he's just unstoppable, uh, unstoppable. Jesus Christ, can't even speak this morning. Unstoppable. OK, maybe, maybe you can throw him in there. But Shohei's been fucking fantastic on the mound. That's what people are going to look at. They're going to look at, oh, he has great numbers pitching. He has great numbers batting. Why Why not MVP? Oh, Judge hit 62 home runs. Cool, cool, cool. But Shohei, you know, you know, look at these stats on when he's pitching. It's like it, it's it's always going to come back to the fact that Shohei can pitch, hit, and play, play a, a position on the field when Judge can only play outfield and hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you compare Judge to Shohei's hitting stats, Judge is probably going to be better, but you get to add Shohei's pitching stats to it of whoever a comparable pitcher of Shohei's numbers are, which at this point are one of the best, which are Cy Young caliber just on this past month he's had. So that's why it's like it's very you can't even compare the two. It's like his his pitching right now is good enough to win the Cy Young and his hitting is good enough to win the MVP, you just combine the two. It's like not even close. If we're just going to vote for MVP, fuck it. Just give him the triple crown. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, I mean, it would be insane if Shohei were to actually win the triple crown in both batting and pitching, but I don't think he pitches. And well, I think he, he might be able to pitch enough to qualify, but mm-hmm. anyways, uh, then finally the Oakland A's who, you know, there's no, been a, you know what? They're actually not playing that bad. Five and five in their last 10. They beat the Houston Astros last week. I know most of the time we just talk about wins off the field, but fucking the A's are not doing terrible this week. So I'm, I'm going to take my wins when we get them. We still have the worst winning percentage. Actually, no, we don't. I take that back. We are not the worst team in the league anymore, Dominic. 
that would well we're the, we're the worst team in the American League, but we're not the worst team in baseball anymore. That holds that crown belongs to the Washington Nationals, who are thirty and sixty-two. We got a three forty-one winning percentage. I got a three twenty-six winning percentage. So, fuck yeah, the A's aren't the worst team in baseball anymore. Told you they're on the up and up. We're making a run for the division. <laughs> we're only twenty-eight games back, and it's July sixteenth. We can make it. I would laugh if fucking by the end of the year. A's make a wild card. I if the A's make a wild card this year, I will. I'm like, have you have you seen a game outside of opening week? You asked me that question last week. Can you be? I'm pretty sure. Well, I think I asked you that like two, three weeks ago. So I'm just checking in. No, I've only seen their clips. Well, you know, you you said you're supposed to be a fan during the dog days, and I'm Um, not saying you got to watch every single game, but you know, you could at least check in every now and then. I. Hey, I listen to games at work. Do you? Who, Why do who you think puts, I have the who, MLB app? Who puts them on? Me. Okay. Okay. I, Brandon, do I need to do I need to turn on my camera and show you my MLB app? Huh? I, no, I mean I, I would hope you have the MLB app as a baseball it's fan. A, it's an A's graph. I have the A's background, and like how the first thing. I, oh, never mind. Sorry. Well, if you saw, have the right, saw, if you have the right connections, you could watch. Well, I guess you can because of fucking blackouts. Yeah, but you can watch any game you want. I saw orange. I'm like, why is the first thing I see a Giants thing? I'm like, oh no, it's Guy Bolt's two and home run. My bad. Shout out Sky Bolt. Hell of a name. I didn't realize he had such a, a twang to him. He did the post game interview. He has a wang. Twang. Oh, twang. Sorry. Howdy, partner. Anyways. The worst team in baseball is the Washington Nationals, and they are in the NL East. Uh, the New York Metropolitans still leading that division, two games up on the Atlanta Braves. The Braves and Mets had a big series earlier this week, which the Braves took two out of three. So ultimately, just getting a game, but I thought this was a big series win uh, for them. Dominic, as the Mets were kind of you know staggering a little bit, the Braves were... You know, climbing, but I think the Mets did a good job in kind of staving them off. Uh, Max Scherzer took game one. Chris Bassett took game three. What, uh, anything to make of this three game series between the, these two rivals who are kind of, you know, jousting for the beginning or the lead in the division? Does it change your opinion on the Mets or the Braves any which way? The only thing that will change my decision. Because, you know, I'm a huge, huge Mets guy, even though Joe Panic retired as a Met, not a giant. Um, give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Hey, but um, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Shit. Domit, Domit, Domit. What was I going to say? Oh, the Mets, because I'm a huge Mets fan. Um all they got to do is keep their pitching healthy. And I think that that's the key to only the Mets basically keeping the division theirs. Cause it seems like every year they're in the lead and then most likely to Grom, but you know, it could be Scherzer, it could be Bassett, you know, but you know, it's always a key pitcher always goes down with an arm, fucking neck, back, pussy crack, whatever always goes down with an injury and that's what costs them the division and, or the playoff, the first playoff series. So keep your pitchers healthy, 
keep them loose, keep them limber, keep them going, keep them, keep them on the up and up, and you will win the division. And hey, you might even make it pretty far in the playoffs. Maybe even win the World Series. I don't know. But if you lose a single key pitcher, you're done. Yeah, I'm not, I was. I'm not trying to be one of those cynical Mets fans, but it did feel like this was the series that it was like, oh, the Braves. I, I think it was in Atlanta. I'm not 100 sure, but I think it was in Atlanta. The series was. It was like, oh, this is the perfect series for the Mets to really fall off, get swept, lose the lead, but no, ultimately win the division or win the series, get up one game. So. Uh, I agree with you, especially with DeGrom on the up and up. I think he's in AAA at this point, so he's almost back. Um, so getting DeGrom back, adding him to that stellar rotation. And Edwin Diaz, I mean, good Lord, that man is, when he's on, he's on. I mean, I think he, he shut down in game three, just absolutely demolished that Braves lineup in game three. So, I mean, they're they're a solid team. Uh, I know I'm kind of more leaning with the Atlanta Braves, but... I think this was a, a statement series for the Mets to say, like, look, yeah, we might have struggled a little bit, but uh, we can still take care of business. And ultimately, they are going to be a playoff team. I think whether they win the division, they'll make the playoffs as a wild card. Probably the first wild card as the Braves hold a six and a half game lead on the first wild card spot. So that means the, uh, the Mets have an eight and a half game lead. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies used to have a wild card spot, but they've kind of fallen off recently, five and five in their last 10. They did win yesterday. Um, so no Bryce Harper, but they're, they're still, do, they're still doing it. They have struggled a little bit recently, but, uh, do you see them as a, a wild, a wild card content? Well, they are a wild card contender, but do you see them as like a serious threat to in the playoffs or to make it, especially with no Bryce Harper right now. He said he will be back, but we don't know exactly when that'll be with his oh. broken thumb hand, something. No, I mean. I think even with a healthy Bryce Harper, they 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 were well healthy enough because he still has that elbow injury. Well, but still, I think healthy healthy or not, I don't think Bryce makes the Phillies a a uh, a dangerous playoff team. So I and and I know Bryce Harper. I think is one of your favorite players, if not the favorite. Um, I'm sorry, he's not. To me, he's a great ball player. He does not make a team any better. Damn, hot take. Why are you hating on Bryce Harper? Don't know. Just wanted to fucking be honest. Can we just be honest with each other? Who is the best player in baseball? Oh, that'd be Shohei Otani. Okay. We just had this whole discussion, Dominic. So he is the best player in all of MLB right now. Yes. Okay. And the number two is probably his teammate, which is still insane that the Angels are 39 and 52, despite having the two best players in baseball. Okay. But that's the Angels. Angels going to Angel. I moved over to the NL Central. Once again, it's between the Brewers and the Cardinals. The Brewers two games up on the Cardinals, but both teams aren't doing so hot. Four and six in the last 10 for the Milwaukee. Five and five for the Cardinals. So, I mean, it's always like this back and forth. I feel like we kind of are in the same spot every single week. Milwaukee two games up this time, but neither one of these two teams are playing particularly well. Uh, Milwaukee is playing San Francisco and the Cardinals are playing Cincinnati. Uh, They just won yesterday against Cincinnati. Sorry, Mr. X hate to see it, but um, I mean, 
anything really to talk about here? Because it's pretty much just the same shit. Do you think one of these teams needs to like make a, a move at the deadline to kind of separate themselves because they are just so evenly matched thus far in the season? I mean, but I think I think this is what we talked about last week. What move can they make that will make them better? Like what free agent, what who do you trade? Like like that get Trevor Bauer. even though he's gone forever but that but that that's my thing i mean you bring up the question oh should a team it's like like who who do they trade for who's getting frankie montas isn't he hurt though yeah well you know he missed his last start may be reevaluated still got two more weeks left before the deadline Mm. Mm. anyways yep uh, Pittsburgh, who cares? Chicago, who cares? But Mr. X is Reds, six and four in their last 10. They beat the Yankees. They actually won the series in the Bronx. So give it up for Mr. X and the Reds. They're doing they're doing pretty well. So both the A's and the Reds doing doing pretty good this last week. Uh, as we said, did lose the Cardinal to the Cardinals last week. But uh, the Reds have, you know, done well these last week and a half. So good for them. Good for them. Uh, moving on to the NL West, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers just hold us have a stranglehold on that division as they are nine and a half games up on the San Diego Padres as the Padres are 10 games above 500 themselves. Um, San Francisco, I mean, three games above 500, they're 13 out of the division, only one game back of the wild card. Colorado, I mean, they're seven games under 500, but they have. Uh, won their last four, seven and three in their last 10 and Arizona have kind of fallen off a cliff after we kind of gassed them up these last couple weeks. Uh, now they are three and seven. Their last 10 have lost three in a row. And now they are in last place. Um, Damn. It's really just the Dodgers division to lose at this point is the Dodgers by far and away the favorite in the National League. Um, or does probably one of the NL West, whether it's the Braves or the Mets, have anything to say about it, Dominic? What do you see the the you know the Dodgers in terms of the National League, and then kind of overall, if you throw like the Yankees and other teams into it, because they are just fucking doing what everyone expected them to do with all the millions and millions of dollars they spent on their on their team. I mean, the, I guess the easiest answer is champions, right? I mean. You spend you spend all that m- much money, you better be fucking winning, right? Right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, isn't that the whole point of going out and getting these key fucking people? Is because you expect them to be delivering and producing quality at bats, great plays on the field when you're on defense. Like, isn't that the whole point of that? That they should be champions once again. Yeah, I mean, and especially coming off their only championship being the 2021, 2020 championship. I think they do have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that they want to win a quote unquote real title. And um, they're, I mean, they're they're fantastic. I mean, they have all the pieces. Uh, Dustin May, I, for, I don't know if he's actually coming back this year, but, uh, you know, their pitching staff's fantastic. Shout out Kershaw. Seven perfect innings, one hit through eight. I know you're a, a Kershaw hater as a former recovering. He's a Giants you know, fan. He's a Hall of Famer. 
Okay, thank you. After this, after this performance yesterday, now you've been swayed that he's a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Okay. Nice to see you finally come around on the Kershaw talk. I I know we talked about this last uh, once before, but I've had the Kershaw discussion with Los Padres, which we did win a game last week. We are on fire. No one, one fucking and asked. One and sit Well, we are in the NL West. We one and since the Stone Cold celebration. Just saying. Said I got to fire with the boys, and we fired him up. But then I think we're playing one of the best teams in the league tomorrow it's also like one of kind of our quote-unquote former team with a lot of people our teammates know so uh, we're probably gonna get our cheeks clapped tomorrow but hopefully no one listens to this but <clears throat> anyways uh yeah anything uh, you're gonna say something else about we talked about this before and then you said you know and then you went off on your Los Padres, Los Padres tangent yeah, no, I forgot what I was Something about say. Kershaw. And- uh, well, yeah, that the Los Padres hate uh, as Giants fans. They disrespect oh. Kershaw. Yeah, I mean, but if they're all Giants fans, it's because he's a Dodger. You put you put him in any other uniform, they'll probably be all fucking like, oh, but he, then they but then they compare him to Bumgarner. It's like, oh, Bumgarner has, you know, he won all these championships. He's so much better in the playoffs. But it's like, OK, yeah, that's like 30 games compared to Kershaw's like hundreds of games where he was dealing in the regular season yeah i mean it's it i mean i I will say like i'm not trying to stand up for them because you know my allegiance is in oakland now and will always be in oakland it will always be in oakland rooted in oakland as one might say but when it mattered most bumgarner was there I feel like Kershaw always was hurt was or just always had a bad outing in the playoffs. And I think that's why they always go to the that. It, I mean, it's it's whatever typical fucking dumb fan goes to is, oh, well, you know, we have more championships in the last 10 years. It's like 27 okay. rings, bro. You know what I mean? It's like they always go to that. that, that that's their their straw to grasp at. So, I mean. Yeah, Bumgarner, he had great playoff runs, you know, that game seven coming in and pretty much shutting down the fucking Royals, you know. Yeah, cool. Kershaw is the better pitcher overall, hands down. You can't you can't fucking compare the two. So, so far, uh, age 34, which he's still young. I think people kind of forget how young Kershaw still is. Seven and two with a two point one three. ERA. I don't even want to know Bumgarner's because he's dog shit on the fucking D-backs. Bum, Bumgarner did have a solid beginning to the season, but he has fallen off a little bit. 32, so he is a little bit younger. Going to be 34 or going to be 33 in August 1st, so almost happy birthday. 5-9 and nine with a 3.83 ERA. So Kershaw has well over a 1 ERA over him. But, I mean, Kersh- or Bumgarner has a .7 war. Meh, but uh, anyways, uh, that's it uh, going. Well, and we'll talk about the All-Star game after the Home Run Derby. We got the Home Run Derby on Monday. Great day, Monday is. Uh, but well, I don't know. It's just a it's just a great day. It's just a nice Sunday. Do- Josh is coming down. Josh got a is big daddy. great. I'm so happy to hear that. Big, big daddy's going to come down. So, you know, going to have a nice family get together. It's going to be a great time. Great time. For no so particular happy. reason. I'm so happy that Big Daddy's going to be here because, you know, first of all, he's a huge fan. 
yep. second of all, I just, you know, when you he's can... in San Lorenzo, just it makes the whole city feel better. Safe. Speak, speaking of San Lorenzo, I don't know if you, I don't think you follow my other co-host. Do you, Dominic? On Are Instagram? You, you're talking about Philip, right? Yes. Uh, I do. Oh, okay. So he he's been, he posted he posted a video. I think it was Wednesday. Apparently, there's some like a video. There's some rapper who like did a San Lorenzo video, like a rap video. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if you saw that. I think I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cringe. And then we got in this whole debate on that. He, I know he doesn't listen, so I can be very mean if I want to. But he was like, "Oh, apparently his dumbass thought he was." They were talking about San Leandro. Oh my god. Because apparently, according to him, San Leandro is only or San Lorenzo is only that uh, Llewellyn. He says Llewellyn is the only part of San Lorenzo. I I feel very from insulted. the star from the, from the Starbucks to I don't know the freeway. Apparently, that's what he says San Lorenzo is. I feel insulted that he says that, being that we lived in San Lorenzo a whole fucking life. I am insulted. I have a new beef now. New beef, new beef, fresh beef, fresh Kobe beef, fucking Wagyu, fucking S&P only for me. I am insulted. Good for you. Uh, but yes, we got the home run derby this Monday. I might even DM and be like, um, <clears throat> I'm going to send him a picture of I'm going to send I'm going to send him the picture of the zoning of San Lorenzo. That's what I'm going to do. Well, then I also brought up that. In the because I did watch a little bit of the video that they were in front of the San Lorenzo Village sign, which is on I'm terrible with names, even though I've lived here my whole life, but it's the one by the Little League Park. And that, that is that that would be <clears throat> Grant and well, it's Grant, and I guess you could say it's the corner of Grant and Villalamitos, but that's where Villalamitos turns into Washington. Yes, I was told there'd be no math, but once again, as no, we keep that maps, maps, yes, I am the map. Shut a door. Wonder what doors doing these days. Oof. Making Ooh. only fans of hope. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> door is like five. <laughs> okay, but no, 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 no. Oh, she... <laughs> That's not fair. She should. She has to grow up. That's not fair. That's not fair. How do, <laughs> you can't don't do this to me. God damn it. She's a, she's a grown up now. God damn well, it. OK, let's just let's uh, let's go down this rabbit hole. Dora, the Explorer. When did Dora, the Explorer come out? Oh, please be like 20 years ago. Please be like 20 First years. episode was August 14th, 2000. Oh, thank God. So, te- so technically, she's so technically she, Yeah. So technically she would be of age Oof. and she would be like almost. Well, well how old? Is door supposed to be? She's supposed to be like four, five, six. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is the uh what's the canonical age of Dora the Explorer? Can I can I get this on a uh... anyways? So yes, I guess you're out of the woods, Dominic. Ooh. Dora the Explorer would technically be over Ooh. 18, but it is kind of Thank one of those God. things that we have talked about before of you sexualizing children. I but okay. What you, you just can't, being no, so happy you, that you need to edit that out. 18. You need to edit that out because I swear to God okay, that underage. sounds that underage. sound. Thank you because it now it makes it seem like I'm a fucking kitty diddler and I'm fucking not. God damn it! Let's say someone was a little uh, happier than they should have been once Millie brought Bobby Brown turned eighteen <laughs> and Billie Eilish. <clears throat> but but once again, teenagers compared to Dora, who's a cartoon five year old. 
Okay. Unless, you know, I mean, you have seen, I mean, have you seen these TikToks of like, you know, Dora, Hora, the Explorer? Yes. Okay. That's where you get it from that. You should have been explicit with that. So you were talking about not the cartoon five-year-old. Brandon, I've had so many concussions. I'm surprised I'm able to fucking function still. All right. My brain has been scrambled like eggs since I was like seven. So. So forgive me if my words and my mannerisms don't fucking meet your fucking social, your social culture fucking climate of today. Okay. Anyways, before we went off on those side tangents, uh, we were supposed to talk about the Home Run Derby, Dominic. Yay, Home Run Derby on Monday. Uh, so, because because that that's the only thing that's important. Nothing else. The rest of this month is dog shit. Yep. And the they organize it by home runs up to this point. So I guess we're just gonna go through the bracket and we're gonna pick. And see who we think is going to win. So we get the 1-8 matchup of Kyle Schwarby, Schwarber going up against the old man, the machine, Albert Pujols. Dominic, I know this is kind of a, a legacy pick. I mean, Pujols is an all-star because of Manfred, old man Manfred, just giving him veto power or whatever. But uh, what are you expecting from Pujols here, who only has like six home runs on the year? isn't really lighting it up. It's his last season, even though he's not even getting a farewell treatment. He got one in Boston, but he's not really getting anything, not getting it anywhere else, which is weird to me, but whatever. Uh, Schwarber in Pujols, Dominic, what do you expect here? Well, I do expect Schwarber to fucking beat him. I'm not going to say it's going to be uh, a close one, but I mean, I uh, I don't think Pujols has it in him anymore to be cracking you know, he's not going to, he's not going to get past 10. Schwarber should get past 10, I think, honestly. And if he doesn't, if Pujols beats Schwarber, I will kiss you on the lips because it's not going to happen. Okay, everybody. Mark it down. Dominic will kiss me on the lips if our Pujols beats Kyle Schwarber in the Homer Derby. I'm excited to see what Pujols can do. I mean, he's older. He's probably north of 40 if we go with his probably legit age. And he's not swinging the, the ball all too well, but you never know. One last go around, one last ride. Pujols might just dig down deep and he should be allowed more timeouts than everybody else. He should get like three timeouts when everyone just gets one just because it's our Pujols and give the old man a break. But I kind of see this the same way as like we uh, thought of with Shohei. But I mean, Shohei was, I think, leading the league in home runs or whatever. He was the best person in the in the home run derby we had very high expectations but ultimately kind of let us down i kind of see the same here with pujos that we are kind of hoping he can do better than i think what he's actually going to do so i will officially go with schwarber but i i'm not even here for pujos winning i just want to see him put on a show like if pujos can go out there hit like 15 i think he would go on first before schwarber so if he can you know put up a, a respectable number I think that's really all I'm, I'm asking for. You're, you're, you just want to see one last showing of what Albert Pujols was. That's what you want. That's what everybody wants. Let's be honest here. 
Then we get the 4-5 matchup of Juan Soto. You already know, though. And Jose Ramirez. Um, Juan Soto, I think he made it to the finals last year. Uh, J-Ram, a good hitter. More of kind of like that Miggy type where he's a little more contact, but he definitely can hit for power. Uh, what do you see in this one? It is the 4-5, so the most quote-unquote evenly matched matchup of the season. I got to go with my boy. Juan Soto, but uh, I think J Ram's going to surprise some people. I mean, can you, if it's not too much to ask for, who has the better slugging percentage this season so far? I mean, you're a Mr. That you can look it up at a snap of a finger. How would, how, uh, who, who's, who's better? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to look at these numbers in terms of the home run derby, but. Thus far, Juan Soto has a 490 slugging and a 160 OPS plus. So shout out him. And then Ramirez, J-Ram, he has, as we get the baseball reference to load, he is slugging 558 and a 162 OPS plus. So it is... Uh, Around the same, but I think if I you're supposed to remember these numbers, Dominic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, J Ram has the better numbers technically for just going to go based on slugging, mm. but J Ram also does have the better team around him, so he probably gets a little more pitches to hit than Juan Soto, who once again is on the worst team in the MLB, not the Oakland Athletics. So I will then, if you're gonna go with Juan Soto, I'll probably go with J Ram just because I want to be different. I, I mean, this if they're kind of evenly matched, you know, it's a fucking pick for me. So I'll go with Jay, I'll go with Ramirez. There is no official Los Angeles Dodger at the all or at the home run derby this year, but the pseudo Dodger is Corey Seager, the three seed. As I said, he's been on fire recently. He is taking on fellow AL Western competitor Julio Rodriguez, not Jeremy Rodriguez, or no, the other person said. Uh, Julio Pena. Anyways, the the J Rod show coming to LA against Corey Seager. I think this is more of my fuck em pick. Uh, I want to see the J Rod show move on to the next round. And so I am picking Julio. Oh, that's, I thought you were going to go with a, you know, something else. Um, I'll go Corey Seager then. Fuck you. Okay, fine. Fuck you then. Fuck then you. the two time defending. Home run derby champion going for that three peat. He's won, he's earned more money in home run derby than he has playing actual MLB baseball. Pete Alonso, big meat Pete, the polar bear, whatever the fuck you want to call him, taking on Ronald Acuna Jr. I think, in terms of just matchups, this is the best opening matchup we got. I mean, Pete Alonso is just made for this. I think he's got to put on a show once again. He's a big, beefy man. He <laughs> swings at his ass. I think this is Pete Alonso's to lose. I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. So, I, uh, Pete Alonso, please win it again. Then in the semifinals, we both have Schwarby. I got Juan Soto. You got J-Ram. Uh, I, I mean, I like Schwarber and Soto. Um. I think just in terms of being different, because I think Soto, as I said, Soto 
did it last year. I think I want to see Schwarber make it to the finals. I know this is a little more chalky as Schwarber is the one seed, but I'm going to go Schwarber making it to the finals. Dominic Schwarby, Schwarby, J-Ram for you. Does J-Ram continue his magical run as you see it? No. Okay. So Schwarby in the finals for both of us then. Uh, Court or whatchamacallit. Pete Alonzo, Big Me Pete taking on either Corey Seager for you or the J-Rod show for me. I think this is where J-Rod's magical run ends. And I think Big Me Pete does uh, continue on and uh, makes it to the finals. Maybe he gasses himself out because Ronald Acuna does so well. I don't know how timing works out in terms of when they go and when they would go in the second round, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with uh, J-Rod. J-Rod upsetting Pete Alonzo as he moves on to the finals. Uh, you're wrong. It's Pete. Pete's going to win it. Pete, Pete's my pick no matter what. All right. So Dominic's going to go Pete over Schwarby. I got Schwarby taking on the J-Rod show. I think this is where the magical run ends. I think Schwarby gets the win, takes over, just absolutely laying down. So I got Schwarby. Uh, Dominic has Pete Alonso. But once again, side bet, if Awapuos beats Schwarby, so maybe I maybe I just want Awapuos to beat Schwarby just so I get a little kiss from Dominic. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, hang uh, on. Studio Ons is calling me. So... Uh oh! Is this Uh-oh. is this is a break call or is it's this a, a break call because she's mad at me because I have to go do something and I'm fucking telling her to fuck off and yeah. So give me a second. Well, Dominic says it's going to be a second, but I assure you it's probably not going to be a second. But let's move on to the All Star Game taking place on Tuesday. Don't know why they do the All Star Games. I mean, I kind of know because of breaks and it's a clean break, but I kind of wish they would do the these things on a on a weekend. You know, similar to the NBA, have home run derby Saturday, All Star Game Sunday, but uh, they are having the All Star Game in Los Angeles. I should have brought this up earlier, but um, I was gonna just kind of ask Dominic who he thinks is gonna start in terms of pitching. Um, there we go, the All Star rosters. That's what we are looking for. So, in terms of starters. Starting pitchers, here we go. So for the American League, the starting pitchers are Shane McClanahan, Justin Verlander, Alec, Alex Manoa, Nasty Nestor, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Paul Blackburn, shout out, and Martin Perez and Framber, Framber Valdez. I mean, for the American League, I think it's more open to who it could be. Shohei did start it last year. I think he should start it this year just because it is the All-Star game. Star power, Shohei can you know try to do what he did last year, you know, have him lead off for the American League because they would be batting first. So you can have Shohei lead off, and then he could hit. I don't know, you know, what his warm up thing is. So maybe they would want to bat him ninth just so he can pitch, you know, do his bullpen warm up, and he doesn't have to worry about hitting in the first inning. But uh, well, he does that for the Angels regardless. So I guess you know. I say you have Shohei start the uh, the All Star game if it's not him. I mean, it is L.A. Shohei, L.A. of Anaheim. I, I think he should start the start the game. But if it's not him, I wish I probably had their numbers in front of me. But 
if it's not Shohei, I probably would lean towards Justin Verlander, but Verlander is pitching today. So I don't know how that works out. He might sit out. He might be a part of the game, but not available to pitch. So I think that one also kind of throws a wrench into it. This one, uh, the National League, this one is kind of where it's a little bit more interesting because I think you're going to expect them to be uh, go with the L.A. Dodgers. But we do have two. We have Tony Gonsolin and Clayton Kershaw are the two Dodgers. Sandy Alcantara is kind of having the best season. So if you're going to just go on straight numbers, Sandy is probably the guy to go with. But if they're going to go down the route of uh, pitch, you know, playing to the L.A. crowd, playing to the market in Dodger Stadium. I mean, just off of what he did yesterday. And I mean, I think you got to go Kershaw here. I don't know if he's ever started a all-star game before. I mean, he probably has, but I don't remember. So I think the the right decision would be Kershaw. But Tony Gonsolin, as we have talked about in the past, he's having an absolutely fantastic season as well. So I don't think you can go wrong with either pick. Um, Dominic, are you back yet? Are you still talking studio audience? No, he is not. He is gone forever. Even though, you know, she knows we were doing this podcast at a certain time. She still has to call and talk to Dominic and yell at him. And do all these different things. But what else is new? Dominic and he yelled at. Um, so we talked about the starters last week. Uh, the reserves for the American League. Travis Dorno, Big Me Pete, CJ Krohn, Jeff McNeil, Nolan Arnauto, Dansby Swanson, Kyle Schwarber, Starling Marte, Ian Happ, Juan Soto, Juan Soto, William Contreras, and Garrett Cooper. Uh, William Contreras is going to start as the DH in place of Bryce Harper. So, I mean, that's going to be cool because uh, William and uh, Wilson are going to be able to start the all-star game together, which I don't even, I think it's been a while since that's even happened where two brothers are going to start the all-star game together and they're starting on the same team, which is cool. Uh, but kind of outside of that, nothing real shocking. I think if we, we talked about our, I kind of just glossed over. I think Dansby Swanson at shortstop for the Braves is having a fantastic season. He probably is the more deserving to start the all-star game. But, I mean, Trey Turner, he's a Dodger. They're going to get a lot of a lot of looks and a lot of votes that way. Then uh, going over to the National League, or wait a minute, I don't know why I started with the National League reserves, but uh, the American League reserves, Jose Trevino, uh, Luis Arise, Andres Jimenez, J. Ram, Xander Bogarts, Corey Seager, Byron Bucks, and Kyle Tucker, George Springer, Andrew Benintendi, Julio Rodriguez, Jordan Alvarez, J.D. Martinez. Jordan, unfortunately, will not be playing because he is hurt. I think George Springer isn't going to play as well. They have this thing where they have a little asterisk next to both their names. And I know Jordan's not playing, so I assume it's the same for uh, George. But, um, I mean, all these guys are fantastic. They all deserve it. So, I'm just, as you can tell, trying to kill time as Dominic is still not back yet. You know, it would have been a lot easier if he, like, left his video on so I could see if he's even back or not. But he's not. So, um, yeah, 
I guess we're just going to move on to basketball real quick. I'll just talk about uh, the Jazz. Apparently, they are now open to trading Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the Jazz traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves a couple weeks ago. So now we speculate that, oh, they're going to pick Don. They're picking Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. It seemed as though they were not listening to trade talks, but now they are. I don't know where this leads to. I know people speculating that maybe he goes to New York. He's got New York ties, possibly going to the Heat. Uh, you know, some other teams, some other tra- possible trade packages as well. People floating out there. Person, you know, as the Heat fan, I would like to see Donovan Mitchell as a Heat. You'd probably have to give up Tyler Hero, uh, some draft picks, and probably some other role players. I think it's just depending on what they're asking uh, for. I mean. Hopefully they're not like the Nets and just ask. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, shocker, is not Kevin Durant. So you're not going to get the same haul that the Nets are trying to get for KD. But I think they're obviously in rebuild right now, trading away Gobert, looking to trade Mitchell, stock up on draft picks, trying to go down the route of the Oklahoma City Thunder, which, I mean, they you know took a couple years off after trading Russ stockpiling draft picks and right now they are in a good spot i mean they're not gonna contend for a title this year but they definitely have a lot of good young pieces to where you can see them having a solid future uh in these next couple years and i think the jazz see that yeah and Mm -hmm. and are gonna try to oh hello dominic nice for you to join us i officially retire from podcasting so we'll see you in a month see you tomorrow on the other podcast yeah, Dom, yeah, are you in Dominic? You in trouble? No. Okay. So she just had a call, even though she knows we're doing this podcast. No, there, there, there might have been a situation where uh, I needed to check something during the home run derby debate or pick whatever we're doing, and I told her to fucking wait. And you know, well, okay, I didn't legitimately tell her to fucking wait. I said I can't doing the podcast right now. And you know, when I say no to her, uh, it's not a good thing. So. Uh, anyways, we went over. I filibuster talking about the All Star Game. Dominic, any thoughts on the MLB All Star Game? Who do you think nope. should start? Okay, I think it's stupid. I don't think they should do the All Star Game anymore. That's it. The MLB All Star Game is the best All Star Game. It reflects the most closely to an actual game. Eh. It is the best All Star Game. Yeah, that don't fucking give me this. It is the best All Star Game. It's not even close. Sure, I will say it's better than it's better than the NFL. Hundred percent. Uh, NBA, they do it for charity. God bless. And, uh, you know, I would say the NHL is the best, best all-star game. How do they do the NHL all-star game, Dominic? Uh, they throw a hockey puck out there and say, go play. But how are the teams organized? Uh, by division and by voting and, and, and by how many teeth they have left. Exactly. Uh, so we were talking about the Jazz opening to uh, trade Donovan Mitchell, the Heat, the Knicks kind of seeming like two spots that they could land. Any thoughts on Mitchell and where he could go and what the Jazz are trying to get for him and anything like that, Dominic? Go to New York. I think that's the better playing field for him. The Heat already have... Um, Jimmy Buckets and, and Lowry and 
you know, whatever, whoever else I'm missing on that team. So I don't think he would really fit in very well there, but the Knicks could utilize the fuck out of him. And, you know, who doesn't want to play in Madison Square Garden? Come on. Then the Phoenix Suns have re-signed uh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, this one was a little complicated when it was going down. He was a restricted free agent, and so he signed a four-year, $133 million deal with the Pacers. And so the Suns had two days to match it. They matched it that same day. Aiton can has a no-trade clause. He can't be traded until January, but if he is traded, he has full discretion on who trades for him or where he goes. So after all these shenanigans, or eight and sign somewhere else, and maybe he's a little disgruntled, doesn't want to be with the Suns. He ultimately is with the Suns anyways and might just be traded at the end of all this, which is very confusing, but that's the NBA for you. Dumbak thoughts? I don't give a shit about DeAndre Ayton. I think he, you know, for lack of a better term, fucking sucks. He, you know, I feel like, you have like one decent season in the NBA and then you, everybody thinks that this guy is fucking, you know, the next Michael Jordan and they want to throw money at them. But let's be honest next year, he's going to be dog shit. I mean, he's a good player, not four years, $133 million. Good. Um, it was kind of quizzical that the Pacers signed him after they traded Brogdon right or whatever his name is to the Celtics. I was yeah. like, okay, maybe they're trying to rebuild. And, but then they try to get Aiden who's a completely different player than him. So it's not like they're just replacing Brogdon, but it's like, okay, you know, maybe they're trying to make a little moves, you know, trying to build around him, which I don't think he's the type of player to build around, but if you're going to try to ferment, you know, Indiana can't really get a lot of free agents. So you got to pick what you can get. Uh, this was strange, I think, from Phoenix to kind of throw all this money at him. You got the aging Chris Paul, who knows how long he's there for. Devin Booker, you already paid him. So it's like you can't – I don't know how much flexibility they really have to build around those three guys. And Phoenix, you know, collapsed this season or last season. So it's like where else can you go to kind of better the team after what happened last season and now you're – Payne Aiden, who I'm higher on him than you are, but I'm still not saying you gotta, you know, give him a super max like what they're doing. But we shall see, especially in this very ultra competitive Western Conference. All right, Dominic, that is it for the sports. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as Mister X's question of the week and friends. Damn it! So. Let's go to the Instagram first. And of course, Johnny Roca sending in the questions as always. Uh, question one, Sunday, July 17th is National Ice Cream Day. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Sorry, I was yawning and stretching at the same time. Wow, um, you think Johnny Roca's questions are boring? How dare you, Dominic? No, I think your voice is fucking putting me to sleep, you fucking cum nugget. So, mm, tasty. Sorry. sorry, that was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Favorite ice. Ooh. So, like when I was in second grade, I had my tonsils removed. My favorite was French vanilla. But now that I'm an older, mature adult, um, well, see, it depends. What are we? Are we talking about overall? Or are we talking about like 
what's my favorite maker and their flavor? What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Because, you know, like I like Tillamook's uh, Rocky Road. No, it's all about the, the Marion Berry or whatever that pie thing is. You shut the... Fl- you... Oh, my God. You are the fucking most bizarre human I fucking know. Why? Like, when it comes to fucking ice cream, you can have fucking literally anything and you get fucking like boysenberry what the fuck it's a pie it's a pie ice cream it's a berry pie ice cream you i honestly don't know i didn't say that was my favorite i just you brought up that you brought up that company and i know they have well that's kind of because that's like the kind my aunt has so i have it sometimes it's quite tasty i'm sorry it's not french vanilla and rocky road because you said you're such a high society ice cream eater that you're going off the board really crazy with rocky road dominic I didn't say that's my favorite. I said that's my favorite from them. I would say. I did, and once again, uh, I didn't say that was my favorite. I just said I know, but, but you them. just fucking throw it out there. It's a fucking bizarre fucking pie ice cream. What the fuck? God. You know what, Johnny? You're going to make us break up because of this question. God damn it. Answer the fucking question, Dominic. Uh, mine would probably be. Hmm, probably a good old fashioned mint chip. Oof, this is a hot take uh, with our frenemies over there. Because uh, Travis hates mint, anything mint related. And That's I, why his I'm, breath smells like shit. Damn, I'm kind of with you. I do like mint. I like minty ice cream, candy. You know, I'm more like a mint chocolate type of guy. I do like the mint lights, lifesavers. But uh, mm-hmm. favorite ice cream flavor? I will go more traditional. Dom, because okay. I'm fucking yell at me. So I'm going to go with more, more Marion Berry, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. um, got to give a shout out to Camp Arroyo. They had cotton candy ice cream mm. and it was like the best ice cream I ever had. And I, I ever, think I had it to this day. I always try to chase that same flavor of getting cotton candy ice cream if I see it at a different place. And it's just it's never the same. I don't know if it's the nostalgia or if it was just the certain type of ice cream that they had that nobody else does. But that cotton candy ice cream that they had at Camp Royal was life changing. You're the one that always gets like bubble gum when we go get ice cream, right? Uh, no. Usually when we would go to Clancy's, it depends what kind of day it was. I would get the sherbet because it's a little lighter. And then I know you guys would just over order and I would just have your leftovers, which is normally what happens. I don't really think we ever got Clancy's and over ordered and didn't eat it. And pretty really when you get your shamrock Sundays, bro, I fucking demolished it. I'm not talking about you. I'm pretty sure I would demolish first before she gave it to you. Mm. But favorite overall flavor. I think. I would go. With. It's very it's hard. It is very hard because I'm trying to like go through Rolodex that I like a lot of different kinds and I don't want to piss you off by going with like some obscure one like a cherry chocolate garcia whatever the fuck type thing i mean the only thing that would really piss me off if it is if like you did like fucking uh butterscotch or something like that because i can't stand butterscotch don't hate it don't really ever get it is it butterscotch ice cream or just butterscotch in general like you don't like butterscotch candy okay okay um so you mint chip i'm gonna go with like a cookies and cream oh nice thing so like a little chocolate a little vanilla i i know this might be boring but i'm kind of more of a vanilla person than a chocolate person 
Like if I have just either chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream, I think I lean towards vanilla. But then probably strawberry, I probably would go with strawberry. Shout out uh, Wendy's. They got a new strawberry frosty. Got to try that out. Uh, question two. This one, I am excited to hear what Dominic has to say. Oh, God. Sunday, July 17th is also National Tattoo Day. Oh, yes, you were able. Uh, yes, you were able to get a free session and get tattoo time and expense unlimited. So whatever you want, what would you get and wear on your body? Dominic, Mr. Tattoo Guy. I don't know. Fucking get a tattoo of my penis on my penis. I don't know. I see, like I I would love to get a tattoo of something. I don't have, you know, I don't have that idea in my brain. Like I don't have it like. I know that I want the fucking Italian flag on my back. Like, oh, I want that. So I was fucking dope. I fucking love it. Like, I don't have that image in my head. Shit comes and goes to me. Come, go, come, go, come, 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 go, go. But I don't. A lot of coming. Yeah, a lot of come. I don't have it like everlasting in my brain. Now, I've seen things on people where I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, Um, like the little hand trampoline thing. Beep, 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 you know. Um, you know, the little mustache on my finger. Shout out, not Dallas, Dallas Braden. Shout out, not, Dallas. Are you not, gonna get it? Not him. Eh, I'm not pretty sure. Me. If I mean, especially if you, me and the other guy in the group chat would just call it Dallas Braden. Well, you know, the first person I saw it on was actually an old coworker of mine, and she has no idea who the fuck Dallas Braden is. So it's okay. Um, but uh, I, like, I, I can't, I can't answer that. I can't. Why not? I just don't I don't know. I really well, don't know. Well, Johnny, I have a question for you or I have an answer for you. Um, so I have the one Portuguese tattoo on my right on my right arm. And if I get unlimited time session. I probably would just fill out the rest of my right arm and I probably would do like I kind of my goal, even though I'm probably never going to do this because I'm lazy and save money and shit but i would love to do like the cm punk route to where it's just like a shit ton of just random tattoos that just kind of like kind of smaller tattoos that just kind of fill out my ultimate goal is i need to get my boffman cheese tattoo which i know uh johnny hasn't seen it but it's like a photo of like a piece of cheese with like a worm and a rat it wouldn't exactly be a copy of it but i want to get like some sort of cheese thing on my arm and then, you know, just fill it out with like a bunch of like random, like stupid shit. And the one cross that I have is black and gray. So I think I would just go black and gray pretty much for every other tattoo I get. Unless if I have, you know, some sort of like sentimental, like family thing that maybe I would have like the one thing in color. That's probably the only thing I would do. But you want and- to get like an Alzheimer tattoo and shit like that. Well, that's what I said. You know, maybe maybe that would be like in purple. Or maybe, you know, if I have kids or something like I would, you know, do something with like them in red or something. I don't know. And then the left one. I mean, we're not going to just fucking tattoo my whole body right now, but my ultimate goal is to maybe get like a bigger, like just one solid piece of my left arm, like from titty, like a titty piece to an arm piece. But we're just going to fill out the right arm. We're going to get a full arm sleeve on the right side, Johnny. And that's what we're doing. Dominic. Who knows what the fuck he's doing? He's going to get his 
Dallas Braden mustache tattoo. Then question three, but it's not actually really a question, but he just wants to give a shout out that July 18th is Brandon Tanguma day. What? That is insane. Ew. I know. Ew. Just, oh, just God. wanted to say happy birthday, pal. I hope you have a good weekend and birthday Monday. Oh, thank you, Johnny. What a nice Ugh. guy that he remembers. I don't even think I've ever really told Ugh. him my birthday. So, you know, he does his research, which I appreciate, j And I'm excited. Can't wait. Fantasy football season's coming up. I remember we got the draft next next month and August should be a lot of fun. Then move over to Big Daddy. July eighteenth is fuck whoever's born on that day. Day. What about the seventeenth? What's the seventeenth? That would be my dead grandma's birthday. Oh, that's a wonderful day. Okay. Okay. Uh, so podcast question from Big Daddy Guma. What are your guys' thoughts on the Baker Mayfield trade? Good for the Panthers. And do you think he'll be the starter or start off? Or we'll have to compete with Sam Darnold. So I think we talked about this last week. I don't remember how far in depth we really got. But um, I think it's a good move for the Panthers. Just because, I mean, I'm kind of falling off the Sam Darnold bandwagon at this point. And they didn't give up that much as like a fifth round pick. So... I like the move. I think Baker is going to start just because if you take out last year, I mean, he's like a solid top 15 quarterback. So, I mean, I like the move. I don't say this makes the Panthers a contender by any means, but it's uh, it's an upgrade at the most important position, Dominic. It's a 100% upgrade and he will be starting and I hope week one, he just annihilates the Cleveland Browns. I hope so, too. I, w- I wish we can like sign a petition to get that game moved from Carolina to Cleveland because I just want to see Baker I Mayfield. See just fucking grab his dick and say, suck on this bitch. Pretty much. I He's going to just blow his load week one. And he can, I don't care if he sucks the rest of the season. I just want to see him ball out game one against the Browns. That's all I care about. I would like to see the spread for week one just to see, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, make some money. I don't no know. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Maybe. Shout out to Prop 27. Dominic, uh, are we voting yes or no on Prop 27? Isn't yes good for gambling? And no We're fucking hammering the yes on Prop 27, everybody. I haven't read into it, but I didn't even because you're, hurt, you're hurting the Native Americans that well, still that, live on their that, land. That's what I was going to say. Mr. X, who isn't getting these commercials, uh, Prop 27 is like a gambling thing. I haven't really looked into it. But yes, for the most part, it's all just based around the Native Americans. And so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's like a Native American bill or something. I was like, OK, that's cool. And then like, no, they like a no campaign ad came out. and I was like, oh, gambling's bad. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck no. Yes. Yes, hammer it, parlay it, <laughs> double it, bam! I'm you know I'm trying to fucking get a. Are there game. are there any uh is there any money lo- is there like any bets on the proposition passing or, or you know maybe, maybe maybe I mean it's in it's in November so we got ways away so even if we do pass it uh, cannot legally or at least you know <clears throat> gamble week one of the NFL but anyways. That's it uh, for my section of it. Dominic is Mr. X back after he's done his barrels. He is. And he 
the great one, Mr. X, starts off with hello again. Sorry, dude. The Reds swept the Rays at home and took the series against the major league best Yankees. It's just is this just random flashes of brilliance or can the red legs build on this hopefully in the second half of the season? Well, they'll build. Well, they ain't going to do, they ain't going to go anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do anything in terms of playoff, but you know, have a solid second half, very similar to the A's. So I do. I, as much as I hate that both of our teams suck, I do kind of like that they're in the same position that we can kind of, you know, root for them and hopefully they 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 get better. But oh. they do got some good pieces. They got, you know, India, Hunter Green, you know, Vado still bangs and all the other guys. The best thing there. about being in this position is that you can ruin other teams chances at division wins or wild card chances, shit like that. That's not a good thing. Yeah, especially with that close race in Seattle, uh, Seattle, St. Louis, and Milwaukee, yeah. you, you know, guys it, it, can be you, the turning factor. Like, exactly. So, are y'all ready for the white Bengal helmets coming out the season? I fucking saw that, and I was juiced. I might fucking buy one. My soul has been ready for this for a long time. I would also like to see the inverted helmet as well, black helmet with orange stripes. Also, have fingers crossed for the pipe dream of the Battle Cat helmet. That's Battle Cat from He-Man, green with yellow stripes. I fucking, I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest. The white fucking uniforms, the white helmets look fucking badass. Just saying. They do. I mean, they look, they look dope, especially if they play like late in the year and it's like snowing. I mean, whew. They'd look, they look fresh. I do like, I do like Mr. X's que- uh, theory of doing the inverted helmets with black and the That'd orange cool. stripes, what they wear, yeah. like those black and orange jerseys. I think those look dope as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it. I mean, the the Bengals now that they've they went to the Super Bowl, they're kind of back in the public eye. They got, I think they got an underrated uniform scheme. I mean, black and orange, yeah, it's the Giants' colors, but it's a good color scheme, especially with the helmets. Like, it's such a basic helmet with the stripes, but I think it's just iconic and it's so clean. And change it up to white. Yep, amazing. After watching some of the hundred fiftieth Open Championship this morning. How much longer do you think Tiger can keep playing? Not much, honestly. He should honestly hang it up. Well, someone asked if he should retire. Now it's kind of like a meme that uh, he's not retiring. Yeah. Um, he did finally like, go in on the live golfers, which I thought was kind of funny, which, you know, I know golfers make a shit ton of money and all these golfers are playing for hundreds of millions of dollars and they'll yeah. make more money than we'll ever make in yeah. our lives. But it is funny that Tiger, the richest golfer ever, is like, you know, bashing these guys who are trying to make tiger money when you know tiger made that money but uh i mean i think he's gonna hang it up anytime soon i mean i think he's just gonna pick and choose his spots you know play the play the majors play whatever courses he likes and um i haven't unfortunately i haven't watched really much of it maybe i'll well i guess i can't because i got a game early morning tomorrow but uh He's going to he's going to hang around, as he said, as he said in the interview, he's not going to retire. But I think the days of him competing for a FedEx Cup is yeah. long gone. He's not going to play every single game or every tournament. All right. Well, that's it for the sports. Now on to some. Professional wrestling wrestling. What do you think the issue is between Santana and Ortiz reported falling out? I have no idea what 
anything about this, so I can't answer. But maybe Brandon can. Well, apparently they uh, sent. I think it's more Santana wasn't exactly happy with uh with her stuff, and now that he's out, he's gonna be out for like almost a year. Uh, that does not help. Which one, Santana? Is that the long-haired one? Yes. Well, the one who has hair now because Ortiz lost his hair. Oh yeah. Okay. But um, I, I think it just kind of comes down to that they've. You know, they were with Jericho. They were a featured act, but they never like got the time of day to like be like a top tier feature tag team, not like a champions, yeah. but just like be like in contention, be one of those top people all the time. They've always been kind of sidekicks to yeah. Jericho Kingston, and they never were able to really break that glass ceiling. But then like, where else do they go? Like, I don't like they could go back to TNA, which would be fine. Go to WWE, piss everybody off. I mean, I think they're super talented. I, I love them. I think they can do way more than what they're doing in AEW, but I just don't know if WWE could utilize them. What are you talking about? Them and than... the Usos? I would watch that fucking for months, years. I mean, they do need more. They do need to freshen up that tag team division because it's just Usos. And, I almost said private party. Racist. The uh, <laughs> Street Profits. So, I mean, they're just having the same matches over and over. Good matches, but it's almost kind of like it's almost like the new Usos New Day where it's like that's they wrestle all the time. And it's like they're good, but it's well, you've seen this a bunch of times already. Exactly. Um, while I am excited for this barbed wire everywhere death match, I'm just wondering how much punishment Jericho is willing to take, especially at this point in his career. Um, I'm not a fan of death matches just because it's, you know. It's, I mean, I, I'm a fan of like hardcore matches because I, you know, it, it, it definitely is a, how do you say, violent match, but barbed wire everywhere, deathmatch shit. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I don't know why. I don't really, don't really know why. I mean, hopefully they put it on better than the first ever, that first deathmatch, but, you know, I don't know. I, Jericho's too old for this shit. I hope he doesn't get torn up too bad. I'm with you. I'm not a big deathmatch fan as well. Uh, I like the first, the second one. I like the one with the first, well, the first, uh, <clears throat> rewind, the second uh, Kenny Omega Moxley deathmatch, not the one that they had in front of fans, the one with the fucking bomb that never went off with sparklers. But, um, because that was more like a wrestling match. This happened to have some hardcore elements to it. Now, I think this Jericho Kingston match is going to be much more hardcore, more bloody. I don't know what barbed wire everywhere means. Is it like they're going to take out the ropes and replace with barbed wire? And as you said, like Jericho, like he can get bloody. I forget exactly how much he bled in the anarchy in the arena. He didn't bleed in uh, blood and guts, but I think he's gonna bleed. He's gonna, you know, do some stuff. And I mean, I guess we can just talk about it now. I think it's gonna be a really good match. And I think Kingston does finally get his big win over anybody, but obviously over Jericho, that he's been looking for. I mean, probably. I wouldn't deny it. I mean, I feel like Kingston. This is this is Kingston's match. But you also got to remember Jericho has all of his lackeys and shit. So well, they're suspended above a shark cage, Dominic. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. God damn it. 
Uh, Jericho will win still. You know, you know, just because they're up above the cage, uh, above the ring in a cage, that doesn't mean someone will wiggle out like someone. I, somebody did it once, and you know, whatever. But anyways, did Enzo do that? I think it was Enzo. I don't know. Does anyone really care about this last man standing match between Roman and Cowboy Viking Brock? Mm, kind, mm, kind of. I mean, I probably I would say with like, I'm ambivalent. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, Raw, like they've done like good performances, like on Raw and on SmackDown, they've done some some good stuff with Paul Heyman, but they haven't like done anything to really set this apart from anything else they've done, make it seem like it's a bigger deal. I know this was supposed to be the Randy Orton spot, and they're kind of just throwing shit at the wall because Randy Orton's not there and it's, you know, break Brock and set it in case of emergency. So, um, yeah, I'm not excited, terribly excited for this match, especially with Roman and Brock having the light schedules where they're never together. It's one or the other or none. And they're just kind of, you know, saying, Oh, it's Brock and Roman for however many, any time it's gonna be a last man standing match. So, but why is it a last man standing match? Roman beat Brock clean last time, and there's no reason why we're having this match besides it's Brock and Roman again. I mean, and you could, you, two you, biggest you could, stars they have. You could always say it's because you know you you gotta you gotta see who can keep the other one down. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not can't really think of anything else. But finally. On to, uh, you know, which, which I, I, before I read this last question, we had this, we, 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 we challenged, not really challenged, but we, 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 when the other person was part of the podcast, we kind of, you know, try to give him his own little, not a segment, but his own little section in Mr. X's questions of the week with, with, uh, one, Mike, uh, I think it was, uh, <clears throat> name redacted pop. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so Mr. X, you know, as, as Brandon will do his best to answer any of your pop questions. Well, actually, no, what do you want to call it now, Brandon? Since this is going to be your own segment, you have you have two segments in Mr. X's questions of the week. You have and friends and now you have pop or what do you want it to be called? Pop. OK, you still got dirty, pop. dirty pop. Shout out sync. Dirty pop. There we go. So the new segment inside Mr. X's questions of the week. Dirty pop featuring Brandon. There we go. Shut it in so, sync. Now, while I haven't seen any of the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus, oh my God. Yet, I keep hearing about the complaints from fans about continuity and timelines. I understand that this franchise is a cash cow and Disney will do whatever they can to make money off of it, but it seems like with every sequel, prequel, show, cartoon, whatever, it seems to muddy the water. Should they have just kept the original three and stayed away? Also, Disney needs to release the original theatric releases. Thank you, Mr. X. Well, Mr. X, I'm going to say this right now. I love you. I fucking love you. But my guy, you haven't seen any of the fucking Star Wars shows like the Mandalorian, Nobi, Boba Fett. You haven't seen any of that? Like, my guy, come on. I know you're a busy guy. I know I know that. I'm not trying to take that away from you, but like fucking Mandalorian and Kenobi. I mean, I know Boba Fett was huge, but like those are the two that people pretty much don't shut the fuck up about nowadays. 
Like, like, how do you not, you know, this goes back to what I, I think I asked last week, the week before I was like, cause he was like, Oh, I'm busy. You know, I'm trying to stay off all that. Like, how do you not get things spoiled for you or are they spoiled and you just accept it? Like, like, I don't know how you do it. Cause I would be pissed off knowing like, Oh, did you, the, the season finale, you know, Kenobi blows his head off. I don't know, but like, I would spoilers. He didn't spoil. I, that's why I said that because it's not a spoiler. But I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. You, you have not seen any of that. I thought this was my segment, Dominic. Okay, it's our segment. Okay, that's why I didn't put a name attached to it. But, uh, so I can't speak to the like the timeline stuff because to be honest, when it comes to like star Wars, I'm not like I used to be a little bit deeper into like the star Wars fandom in terms of like the community, but it's like, it's gotten so toxic and stuff that I don't even like pay attention to it. So it's just like, I watch the shows. I enjoy them for what it is. And I don't really dive into what other people are saying about it, but I do see that they are just throwing so much stuff at you. And it's, kind of like marvel at this point where it's like there's so many different well i think marvel is still worse where it's like there's so much shit going on that it's very hard to keep up uh, i haven't the only the only star wars stuff i haven't seen is the cartoons i have not watched the cartoons i know they're really good and that's like the one thing the one star wars stuff i haven't seen yet but i've watched all the disney plus stuff um it probably would go well it depends on how your fandom is mr x but maybe you go kenobi and then Mandalorian, and then you can watch Book of Boba Fett if you want. But so I, I think Kenobi is probably the easiest to entry just because it's six episodes. You can watch it if you've obviously probably seen the original Star Wars. So you don't really need to know or in the prequels as well. So you don't really need to know too, too much about the other stuff. But well, and it, it's kind of like where we left off at Revenge of the Sith, too. So I think it's like. It's not exactly where we left off, but it's like the closest. To... It's the it's the easiest show to watch if you yes. barely know stuff about Star there Wars. There we go. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean the the timeline the timeline is fairly easy to keep up at least for me because you have I mean you have the prequel original and then the post threesome whatever the fuck you call them, but I don't know. I mean, as you said, they, they make so much money and it looks like we're going to get another Kenobi. We're going to obviously kind of get more Mandalorian. Fuck yeah, everybody get a Kenobi and a Mandalorian and a Boba Fett. Fuck yeah. Eh, Boba Fett's, I can kind of take it or leave with Boba Fett, but I mean, it turned into the book of Mandalorian at the end, but that's be- mm. no spoilers, Dominic. That's because when you need friends, you buy them exactly so yeah I that's I mean, it I... for mr x's questions shut the fuck up we're gonna move on to a little bit of wrestling and then we're gonna get out here a little bit early because somebody has to go catch a movie yeah dominic you had to go catch a movie uh real quick any thoughts on wwe moving to tv 14 on monday i don't think it's that big of a deal but i think i mean blown out of proportion a little too much I, I mean, they're blown out of proportion because it's the end of the PG area, area, era, area, and it's just going to be, you know, I think me and somebody's name who we're not going to mention ever on this podcast again, 
Are they going to name redacted? Um, I think he was like, do you think they will go back to the female wrestlers being utilized more as divas? And I was like, I don't think so. Because I think this day and age, I think most of the females. In and, that you know, while the person that had a creative is under investigation for sexual misconduct, probably yeah. not a good look to do that. But I was also kind of like, can you imagine this day and age putting a bra and panties match on TV or on a pay-per-view? Yeah, people would fucking watch it. But I'm pretty sure most of those females wouldn't be OK with doing that. It's not early 2000s where, you know. I feel like it was more like raunchy, I guess. But I was like, no, I don't think so. So. But yeah, TV 14, you know. Vince McMahon is going to walk out there the first raw and just go fuck all y'all and then walk away. Fuck them. Fuck them kids. Yeah. I don't see it as too much of a difference. I mean, maybe there's like a little bit more swearing. I think the one thing is like the blood aspect. I don't, I don't see them like going down the super gory bloody route, but maybe they allow it a little bit more, but they've always been kind of anti-blading. So I don't know what exactly you can do on TV 14. That's all that different than what they've been doing on PG. Like they say, bitch, they say they cuss a little bit. I mean, there's some adult themes to it. So yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Yeah. There might be some little things and maybe it's more geared towards the advertiser stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Moving on to, I mean, like AEW, AEW is a TV 14 show. Yes. There's a lot more blood on it, but like outside of that, there's like a little bit more cussing, I guess, but it's like not much different than what WWE is in terms of like rated and what the product is. But speaking of dynamite, Wardlow defenses TNT title against Orange Cassidy, and he wins against Orange Cassidy. Very heavy on the comedy. Very heavy on the comedy to begin with, but. Uh, shout out Lance Storm. Things get serious towards the end, and Wardlow gets the win. Uh, I thought for a face face matchup that they don't do all that often. I thought they did uh, good. You know, get the silly shit out of the way, have some good wrestling. Um, you know, a little interesting that they went to this match so quickly because Cassidy was kind of on the rise as well as Wardlow. But I keep saying like the, it's time AEW needs to kind of differentiate that middle of the pack and have people beat people in. That's exactly what they did here of Wardlow as firmly establishing his dominance over Orange Cassidy. But when you mean when you mean separate, it's kind of like I just you... mean like that big group of people that they have kind of below the main event of they're all just kind of interspersed and they're kind of irre- they're replaceable. But, but do you really think him beating Orange Cassidy is a big deal? No, but it's just like okay. he's better. He's above Orange Cassidy. He's on the roll, and I. We already knew that kind of to begin with, but it's like if maybe it's more of a fact of like Wardlow were to beat Andrade or Malachi Black, like those types would be like the next logical step, I guess. Okay, gotcha. Because I was going to say, I was like, I don't think Orange Cassidy's but a he's, champion. I mean, but... Yeah, but he's been on a little bit of a run recently. It's the last couple of weeks since okay. he came back. Okay, okay. Uh, then we, we already talked about the match itself, but Jericho and Kingston each had individual promos. Uh, I really liked Jericho's promo. I thought he was serious. He cut the uh, the JAS shtick, and he just got serious, Say he's going to bring the paymaker back next week. And Kingston responds in a backstage promo where just 
more kinks than being kinks. And I thought both of these were really good. Uh, but I thought Jericho's especially kind of stood out to me. I think that's what Curse Jericho in AEW has been profound at, has been promos and just being able to, you know, make, you know, shit into chicken salad or whatever the fucking expression is. And that's, you know, he's been doing that pretty much the whole time in AEW and can't go wrong with it. John Moxley takes on Takeshita in a AEW Eliminator Championship match. I guess it's like the same thing as a WWE Contenders match or series, whatever the fuck they call it. But uh, Moxley gets the win in another stellar match. I think, uh, I mean, the the finish wasn't really in doubt, but I thought they had just a, a I'm trying not to say banger because I feel like that word is just overused way too much now. But I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was fantastic. And Moxley, since coming back from rehab, I think he's just been on a tear and might be my vote at the halfway point for rest of the year thus far. I think he's just been outstanding. What are you talking about? It's Kenny Omega. He's wrestler of the year. Exactly. Even though he hasn't wrestled this year, but he's just exactly. always he's always wrestler of the year because he's Kenny exactly. Omega. Exactly. Um, I kind of do agree that Moxley has been just on fire with everything he's been doing. So, I mean, I can see why you choose him as wrestler. I can. I, I respect that. Uh, we get more Christian Cage promo, just or another Christian Cage promo where he just kind of goes there. Uh, Luchasaurus defeats Griff Garrison because he looks like Jungle Boy. You know, just more the same. I kind of wish we were to get an explanation on why Luchasaurus is with Christian. I guess it's just more the fact he's a big dumb dinosaur and he just goes wherever the fuck people tell him to go. Um Christian is kind of taking the MJF role of him just saying a bunch of like low level shit. And I'm kind of over like the dead dad stuff and kind of the lowest of hanging fruit. I think Christian's better than that. And I think he can get heat without going there. I think people just kind of, they don't want that. And they just kind of like groan. And I don't think it really like gets him heat. It's just like, Oh, okay. Or it's more like, you know, like really, ugh, come on. It's like the first time you're kind of more like, oh, wow, he went there. What a dick. And then the second time you're like, all right, you're I mean, sorry. And it's, it's like MJ, it's is- a bad figure of speech, but you're being a dead horse here. It's like you don't you don't you don't need to keep saying it. And then when you just constantly talk about it, it's like, all right, I'm 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 fucking over it. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of MJF, like it's he went there with Brian Pillman to begin with. So it's not like we haven't heard anybody talk about Brian Pillman senior before we we've been there, done that. Yep. Yep. Uh, then we get the battle of the real Americans as Claudio Castagnoli takes on American uh, takes on Jake Hager and uh, Claudio gets the dub. You know, of course he does. Good match. Um, nothing too spectacular here, but uh, we don't get too many Jake Hager singles matches and probably for the better, but uh, Claudio gets the win solid match him step going on to the next level. And uh, on rampage, we found out that Claudio will take on Jonathan Gresham for the ROH title at death before dishonor. So that should be a really fun match as well. So nice to see Claudio, um, you know, getting a solid push out the gate. I don't know where he goes in AEW. If you were to beat Grisham, if he's going to be more like that Samoa Joe route, where he's going to be more in ROH. So 
We still don't know exactly what ROH means to AEW thus far. If it's NXT, if it's just its own entity, we shall see. I'm happy. I I, I kind of hope. I mean, it sounds weird, but I kind of hope he doesn't win because I'd rather have him on AEW because I think AEW needs probably needs him more than Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor should be more of your like. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just don't want him in a ring of honor. I want to see him weekly on AEW kicking ass and drinking soda. Or coffee. He's a big coffee guy. I don't give a shit. So he has his own coffee. He does? Yeah. Claudio's Cafe. I think that's what it's called. Nice. I don't know. But in the main event, we had a triple threat tag team match with the Young Bucks defending their titles against Swerve in our glory and Team Taz. At the end of the day, we have new tag team champions as Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland get the dub. New tag team champions. This match was chaotic all over the place. Um, I'm going to point it out again. I don't believe the legal man was actually pinned. I think Matt Jackson was supposed to be in there, but it's a whole thing. I don't know if they're going to actually bring it up or if that was just AEW sloppy tag team nonsense. But Probably sloppy. I like the match. And... I, was, I think I was a little harsh on Keith Lee to begin with because he did kind of show up seemingly a little bit out of shape, didn't look all that intrigued to be there. But I will say he flew a little bit more. He looked better. And I know he had a heavy heart because he's been going through some shit recently with his family and friends. But I, I think Keith Lee, not going to say he's back, but he's definitely looking a whole hell of a lot better than we came can into. Bask in his glory. Yeah, I mean, he did the... The cool little jump spin kick. He did the tope uh, cone hello over the top rope. So I, as someone who was a little worried that Keith Lee was kind of, I'm not saying he needed to be a fucking luchador, but that was an aspect to his character. And I thought he lost it, but it seems as though he got it back. I will say, I agree with you. Um, I'm the, the question I, that this whole thing brings up, which I don't know if, if this, I hope it doesn't come out wrong because you know me, I'm stupid. Um, is there a meaning behind Keith Lee and Swerve getting the belts, getting these tag team championships? Because I feel like a lot of the time they do these type of things. Oh, first ever, we're, 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 we're hip with the culture and all this other stuff. But within two, three weeks, Young Bucks will take them back. Like, do you think it's one of those type of situations? Or do you see this tag team being the tag team for a really long time? Maybe maybe even FTR has to come out and beat the fuck out of them. I did find the finish very surprising. I thought the Young Bucks were going to win. Um, as you said, it seemed as though they were on a collision course for Young Bucks FTR for all the titles, all the gold, at all out, possibly even the main event if CM Punk wasn't back in time. But I think he might be because they're kind of including him in promo stuff. But um, they did tease Swerve hitting Lee with a title, which maybe they're going to go back to that. And maybe I just hope it's not a Corey Jade uh, Roxy situation where they just turn on each other after like two weeks of being champion or a week after being champion. So um, we're still what two months, little less than two months out from all out. 
So there is time for the Young Bucks to get the titles back. But, I mean, do you do Young Bucks FTR with no AEW title and then Swerve and Lee takes on, I don't know, Team Taz again or whoever else, the Lucha Bros. See, but like, but see when, you, when you do it that way, though, to me, it's kind of like you're automatically diminishing the AEW tag titles. Yeah, I mean, the FCR has been, and the Young Bucks for that matter, have been like the two best tag teams for the past year. And they haven't really been in the tag title picture like at all, which I think, especially with AEW just as a whole, when you're trying to be the sports record company. Yeah. It's like, okay, obviously FTR should be champions or at least challenge for the titles. Why aren't they? So I think that's, that's what it's a slippery slope. And that's why I think a lot of companies rightfully so don't try to shine a spotlight on records and try to be ultra sports heavy in terms of like rankings, because you have plans. And if you don't want to do that match right away, then it's makes it very complicated to kind of explain why you have rankings, but yet the obvious best team isn't challenging for the title. I mean, it it just comes down to booking, planning, all that good shit. Maybe Tony Khan isn't the best, but hey, at least he's not uh, giving girls hush money. Well, on that note, that'll do it. Tony Khan has been investigating. (laughs) That'll do it for us for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Did not. I know you guys always love when we give out the information. Didn't do it after the fan mail. But if you'd like to be part of this lovely podcast, send in a question. If you want to do it like Mr. X via email, curveballandcs at gmail.com. If you'd like to be like J-Ro and Big Daddy, slide in the DMs at curveballsandcs on Instagram and or Twitter. All the pertinent information is down in the description of said podcast down below. Send in your resume. Also, if you want to be a uh, part, you know, a part, a part of this podcast, not just you want to be investor. Possibly you. There we go. Investors, you know, me and Brandon hold hold 50 percent each, you know, but, you know, we'll we are willing to diminish Brandon shares all the way to 10 percent. So, yes. Yes. If you were to give us some money, give us all the monies and not not know. Here's a buck 50. No, this is a multi-million dollar company that could happen within the next 10 years. Yes. The multimedia conglomerate. It's the next John Boy Media. It's the next Barstool. It's the next whatever you want to talk about. It's the next Yak. Yes. Even though they're Barstool, but I just, you know, wanted to say Yak because, yeah. you know, I'm such a Yak guy. You're such a Yakker. I'm probably going to go Yak right now. All right, uh, next week, didn't talk to Dominic about this. Maybe we do a little special episode. You guys huh? can still still send in the questions. Huh? But, uh, yeah, you know, maybe we have a little something special, a little huh? timeless episode for you huh? guys next week. I don't know. Huh? We're going to have to talk about it in the, uh, in the post-production meeting. But okay. until next time, that's been Dominic, and I've been nice. Brandon, and no uh, – how? where's the mascot? I, hey, right no here. Ma- Say hi, Oreo. Well, okay, okay. Watch this. Watch it. Ready, ready? Ready? Watch this. You want to get your treat? Let's go get treats. Oh, usually he barks. This is awkward. Thanks, Oreo. Well, on that note, for Dominic, the mascot, the studio audience with the phone in, all our lovely listeners, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bang. Evolution is a mystery.
Please do not